So welcome to the next episode of the Clear Cruise podcast, where each month we get to chat to some of the leading figures from the cruise industry. And this month we have chosen three representatives from the Clear UK and Ireland Trade Engagement Working Group. And they are in no particular order. Uh, Luke Smith from Carnival Cruise Line, uh, Claire Stirrup from Celebrity Cruises and Jeff Ridgen from Fred Olsen Cruise Line. So good afternoon and hope you're all well. Um, we're going to talk about the travel agent audience um, today. So let's maybe start with you, Luke, and uh, I guess a fairly obvious question, but we, we should ask it anyway. And that is how important is the travel agent community to cruise I think, uh, firstly, hi, Andy uh, and Claire and Jeff as well. But I think more than ever, I think the travel agent is now important to, to the cruise industry. I think we will see them as we, we continue to go through 2021 into 2022. They're going to be and continue to be, for many of us, the, the biggest part of our business. And, and we definitely need to make sure that they've got everything that they need to to keep going and to get back on uh, on track and, and get those people cruising again because they're ever important. Claire, you were nodding along to that enthusiastically. <laughs> I was. I was nodding and agreeing to everything that Luke said. So hi, Andy. Hi, everybody. I think that um, travellers are going to look to the experts and they're going to look to the experts, our trade partners, who have got the knowledge to guide them through, should we just say, the changing world that we're living in at the minute. And I think they are the travel agent community is vastly important because they are the voice for us to those consumers who are looking for guidance. And Claire, have you been speaking to them a lot over the last 10 or so months or, or you know, have, have they been relaying some of their tales and some of their hopes and optimism? Absolutely. And I think feedback off our trade partners, we might all as cruise lines think we're doing something for trade and going down the right track. Whereas actually, I think we've all stopped listening to what trade want. And I think it's been about giving them the tools that they want, everything to make their lives easier as we go through um, this ever-changing time, should we say, without saying any other word in there, yeah. beginning with C. But it's about making the lives as easy as possible and giving them all the tools, the policies, the procedures, everything we can to make it easy. So, yeah, speaking to them all the time, working together is key. Uh, and Jeff, you're and actually all three of you are very trade focused brands anyway. I know um, you all have very good uh, trade engagement policies for your own brand. But Jeff, the trade is really important for Fred Olsen as it is for every other cruise line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, hi, Andy. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, completely agree um, with uh, with what the guys have said. I mean, agents are invaluable here, um, more so than ever. I mean, the I suppose depending on the on the setup of the agency as well. I mean, you know, they've got the ability to be able to reach out locally, or depending on that, on again the setup, then now nationally across the UK, the uh, the, the way that they can actually impart their advice about all of our products. Um, has uh, has you know we, we, we've never needed that sort of advocacy in that and that way of working as, uh, as 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 we do with the trade now and I would say also they've been you know the the the, the, the agent community have been amazing and actually also helping to transfer bookings as well so as as far as you know the, the new bookings and the demands etc that's out there you know uh, agents have really embraced um, that, that ability to help us transfer and show the benefits to guests of actually transferring on the future sailings as well so you know absolutely invaluable 
Jeff, you've, you've been involved through your career as, as a travel agent, I guess, from that side of the fence as, um, as some other, I have as well. I, I think I started as a travel agent and uh, yeah. so we'll, we'll, we'll find out from the guys whether they have. Clara, did, did, are you saying you started that side as well? Grassroots, yeah. I was an apprentice right from the bottom up, yeah, yeah. It's good to hear. See, some of the best, I'm not saying anything here, Luke, by the way, but some <laughs> of the best people in the cruise industry have clearly worked in travel. But I'll, I'll, I won't pick on you now. But Jeff, um, from a travel agent perspective, and, and again, going back to your years as a travel agent, the, the needs of the travel agent community has changed and evolved, hasn't it? And uh, of course, it's evolved over the last 12 months specifically. But over time, the, those, the needs and, and wants of the travel trade has shifted. Yeah, it has. I mean, I'm not sure that the, 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 the role itself has changed because I think obviously the, the, the role as an agent has always been to, to work in conjunction with the cruise line really to, 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 to be the advocate for that brand and, 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 and relay you know, the, 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 the ways and the differences, I suppose, that, that each of our brands bring, uh, bring, bring to the table. But you know, certainly, and you, you said it yourself, Andy, I mean, over the last 12 months especially, but, but generally there has been more of a desire to you know, go a bit more online with stuff, you know, how, we, how we're communicating with the, uh, with the agents has changed. And also there seems to be a much more desire to get more information faster as well, which is a, is a great thing. You know, uh, there's, you know, the agents are really wanting to learn a lot more uh, and they're almost challenging us in a, in, a, in a way to provide better information faster so they can actually use it to, to, to all of our advantage. And so, so to everyone, are they looking for that more instant information? Are they looking for destination information? Are they looking for ship information, itinerary, or a mix of, of all of them? I don't, Luke, do you uh, want to come? Yeah, on? I mean, personally, I think um, it's kind of, it's ever evolving. And the agents have been so incredibly resilient and flexible in the way that they're approaching everything. I mean, Jeff talked about the need for travel agents to educate the customers on the benefit of rebooking, but they're also then juggling that with trying to promote future business whilst also maintaining other customer service inquiries and keeping afloat and, and kind of working on emotionally and physically supporting their colleagues and everything. So I think their needs have been uh, a myriad of different things, but we are seeing now the need for product information and the desire for positive product information coming out. And it's amazing. We've even, uh, I mean, I know lots of other people are doing it, but we've actually started now doing our webinars weekly instead of monthly because that demand for agents to consume information about destinations, new ships, um, itinerary changes uh, and deployment changes, all of these types of things where uh, they can actually then take that, use it on their social media, use it within their past passenger databases, use it as a way of converting future cruise credits. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the agent needs have been vast, but their ability to, to be flexible and, and kind of reactive, uh, I think like Jeff says, forced us to look at our own processes as cruise lines and say, well, can we provide weekly updates on outstanding future cruise credits? Can we provide updates on outstanding refunds? Can we provide weekly updates on, on future bookings with like breaking it down by sailing year and all that stuff? So yeah, it's, it's, it's pushing all of us and it's great to, to see how proactive at, as well as reactive the agent community is being. Uh, I, I would agree. I think everything that you've said, Luke, I think it all boils down to it's much more digital led, isn't it? Because of the virtual world that we're all living in. But I, I think one thing that hasn't changed is people want inspiration. 
Um, I don't know about you guys, but I am dreaming of that day that I get on my next holiday and that sunshine. I mean, I know I'm from the north, so we don't get much sunshine anywhere up here at the best of times. But that holiday, I think everyone is just looking for that inspiration. And as Luke said, however that comes to them in a digital brochure or at the end of the phone when they call in or looking at a website, I think people are looking for something to look forward to and need that help and guidance for inspiration. I don't know about you guys, but one of the biggest pieces of feedback I'm getting and one of the, the statements I'm hearing so much is like how like travel agents sound, I can't wait to cruise again. Yes. And that sort of passion and proactivity and positivity around getting back on ships is going to bleed out into their customers. And, and it's just amazing to see how desperate the trade are to get back on a cruise. I mean, we all know there's no fam trip quite like a cruise fam trip. So um, they're, they're <laughs> here. there's also no holiday like a cruise holiday. I Absolutely. should point out, by the way. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'd like you. I can't wait to go traveling again. I can't wait to get on the ship. Um, staying with ships, actually, and I was going to point this question to maybe one or two of you, but actually all three of you have got new ships in your fleet um, that we probably haven't seen yet um, and some that we definitely haven't seen yet. So how is that? How are you getting across some of these new ships and new products that you've developed for 21, 22 and 23? And, and how are you passing on that information to some of the travel agent partners? Who wants to start? <laughs> Should I go first? Because I think we were the nearest but so far with our beautiful celebrity Apex, who was just about yeah. to leave the shipyard yeah. and come into Southampton. We were um, just a matter of weeks away from launching us. So Celebrity Apex is there and raring to go and is sitting in the Caribbean at the moment. So we are desperate, absolutely desperate to get on her and show her off and Lisa Lutoff Perlo got on her for the first time last Friday, which was great. So what we've been doing is, as Luke's touched on, we've got webinars, we've got podcasts, we've got everything on our central hub, Celebrity Central, everything. We've got virtual ship tours. So everything we can to bring it to life, everything to do with itineraries and products that talks about Celebrity Apex, but um, we definitely can't wait to get on board. I can't right. believe she's there and raring to go. Can't wait for it to be visitable either in, in Europe or specifically Absolutely. UK. Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. we were in a similar situation with Mardi Gras. Um, she was supposed to be coming yes, to South Africa. Mm. Um, and we would, I think we would be, uh, we were looking at, uh, at one point, it was, it was funny because actually at one point, uh, before everything happened, the team were uh, sort of saying, how on earth are we going to be able to fulfill all of these events that we've got with such a small team that we were planning with Mardi Gras and Radiance was being uh, launched in Europe as well last year that got pushed back. Um, so yeah, it's just very similar to, to Claire and, and I'll let uh, Jeff talk about his brand, but it really is just getting everything out there digitally. Social media has been a great thing for us and we're, we're very lucky that the crew on board the ships have got such big followings that allows them to have all their own dedicated Facebook pages, all the cruise directors and things. Um, so we're seeing content of the crew on board Mardi Gras, um, like experiencing some of the onboard uh, elements such as Bolt uh, and things and, and putting great social media content out there as well. So that's been really, really useful for us. And Jeff, yeah, you've got and, a couple and likewise. of <laughs> yeah. In, indeed. So uh, 
I suppose what well, well, we've got there with Borealis and uh, and Valletta. I mean, they're they're, they're currently up in uh, up in Scotland, um, and of course we are going to be bringing them to uh, to, to to see everybody um, at whatever point that may be, which is going to be really exciting. But but uh, like like Claire and Luke are saying, you know, as it stands at the moment, you know, we've got the challenges that are out there as far as being able to access the ships uh, and and get some of that content there. So we've been. Um, working with the crew on board um, to uh, to get video content out there. Um, we've been sort of trying to keep the information sort of simple and clear, and we've still got work that's uh, that's going on as far as the public areas are concerned as well. So we'll be dripping more of that information out between now and uh, and when we resume sailing again. Um, so there's uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on, but again, yeah, just trying to work through the challenges of it uh, of it all um, and sort of preparing. Really, we've got a whole raft of new cruises about to go on sale um, at, uh, in the beginning of March. And so we're, uh, we're sort of dovetailing really the, the, the two new ships with, uh, with those itinerary launches at the same time, but all, all electronically and trying desperately to try and bring it to life in different ways, uh, you know, through, uh, through, through webinars and social media, which is, which is a lot harder when you can't actually show people face to face. But, you know, I think, you know, we and, 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 and certainly yeah, with Claire and Luke and, and the other cruise lines doing a great job of trying to bring this all to life in, 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 in such a completely different way right now. And are new ships helping to drive that demand for bookings in the future? Is that is that helping with that? Yeah, massively for us. I mean, I'm sure it is for everyone else, but for us, the vast, vast majority of our bookings that are coming in are 2022, 2023. Um, so when we're seeing the full season of Mardi Gras out of Orlando and obviously we've got Carnival Celebration um, launching next year for our 50th anniversary um, and then into and we've got the Pride now sailing out of Dover in 2022. So, yeah, I mean, new having I think it's, it's not even so much about uh, having new shit. It's about having positive news stories. It's about having positive content, aspirational content, things to say to people like that. This isn't going to last forever. Like we are, we are going to get back to cruising. We are going to get back to, you know, onboard ships, experiencing that great uh, holiday experience. So it's having those stories to talk about where it's not always about refunds and protocols and whatever else. It's about saying like, book this, have something to look forward to. We're yeah. finding also with the difference of the of the, of the two ships, sorry, the, um, we're, from from our point of view, again, agree with what Luke is saying. But I mean, I think that by having the two new ships and being able to tell a, a story in a different way, then uh, yeah, naturally the, the 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 loyalists that we've got there want to get on board new ships because they've been on other ships that we've got, and therefore want to want to try those out. But equally, I think that the the new facilities that these new ships bring actually open up the market a little bit as well. So we've got people that wouldn't necessarily have thought of coming with us that now are, and we can actually see the new to brand rates really sort of going in a really positive direction, um, purely because we're able to put those communication messages out. And again, it's just, it's just great to have that positivity to be able to relay really. And I think, again, I, I agree with what the gents have just said, but I think cruise opens up the world for customers like absolutely no other so through just the numerous destinations that we visit and i think you've got those people who cruise year in year out and have got the favorite ship to people who are first time cruisers to people who want to choose something a bit different and i think cruise offers something for everybody doesn't it wherever whatever ship yeah 
And Claire, I guess you're the, uh, you know, the luxury brand amongst the three. I'm not saying the other two aren't luxury in, in your own beautiful way, of course. But I think as a as a luxury representative, we've seen that increase in interest in luxury over the past five, 10 years or so. And that shift for in some people uh, to luxury. Are you seeing that continuing or is that something that's changed over the past 12 months? Yeah, it's definitely continuing and I think people just want to be looked after and taken care of from start to finish. I, I know that I certainly do and um, we launched just before Christmas are always included so drinks, tips and Wi-Fi are inc included every stateroom, every cruise and I think customers just want ease. That's, that's what it's about, luxury or not. Um, they just want to be taken care of. Yeah. And certainly we're, we're taken care of by the brilliant crew on our cruise ships. Um, Absolutely. Now, we've only just started 2021, so we'll, we'll see how 2021 develops. But if we look ahead to 2022, and I think, again, the cruise industry guests are very keen to book as far ahead in advance as possible, certainly more so than other types of holidays. So let's let's focus for a minute on 2022. So how can travel agents grasp hold of the opportunities that 2022 offers let's start with you luke i'm picking on you today luke uh, no my personally i think 2022 is going to be the year that people book that big dream holiday people that took an inside before will treat themselves to a balcony people that flew economy will fly premium home people that went for a one-week cruise will look at longer cruises and I think it's going to be what we're going to see is lots of multi-generational families, multi-family groups um, all going uh, away together and, and having that uh, having that thing that, to look forward to that they know, unless something go drastic, goes drastically wrong, that they're going to be able to do. Um, so I think agents really need to, to grasp the opportunity with understanding uh, their market, picking the right cruise line for them and then getting um, pricing out there that appeals to, to multiple, multiples of, uh, of groups. So not just putting a per person price based on a, on a couple, for example, do a family of four price, do uh, a dynamically packaged villa, car hire, uh, park tickets, Orlando cruise on Carnival Celebration, um, you know, all of these types of things. Um, and, and look at that as a, as a way of, of really capitalising on what is pent-up demand for something massive to look forward to. Yes, and certainly looking at the snow outside, uh, there's some, there's some great, there'd be some great demand for some Caribbean sunshine at the moment, that's for sure. Claire, are you, how are you uh, seeing 2022? So I think travel's going to be at the top of everybody's list, I think, as we, we said earlier. But I think naturally there'll be some nervousness about holidaying in the world. So I think we've got to navigate the balance of that reassurance for our, our customers and our trade partners as we all return to service whilst going back to that inspiring. But I think Luke made a really great point. I mean, look at how many celebrations, birthdays, weddings, yeah. honeymoons, we could sit here and just list mm -hmm. all the cancelled holidays. So I think it's to encourage customers to absolutely book that dream holiday and go somewhere they maybe haven't gone before or maybe go in one of the suites or do something different. And I think do something they've been dreaming of and get it booked and they can look forward to it. And then fingers crossed, they know they're going. Yeah, great points. Jeff. 
Yeah, again, um, agree with the guys really on uh, on that side of things. I mean, we're we're seeing um, you know huge demand coming in for 2022. Again, like Claire's saying, I think there's an element of uh, of trepidation that sits in there, but also a huge amount of you know demand that, that is there, and we're seeing so much actually coming in from XUK point of view at the moment as well. Um, so so we're really trying to embrace the XUK side of things. Um, with all, with all the regional ports, and uh, you know, and and we're working on itineraries to try and vary all of that up as well. So again, we think that yeah, we see that people are uh, are upselling the cabins that they're that they're taking. They're looking at taking slightly more, um, you know, adventurous holidays. But equally, out out of the UK is where we currently see the demand. And then I think from an agent point of view, even though we're talking about 2022, um, that opportunity really starts now. Even though the demand might not be quite quite there yet at the moment i think from an agent point of view that that the opportunity to start making that that, that that those inroads start now you know start with all of that communication to the to, to the guests um and start sort of throwing those temptations in front of them start looking at the options that they you know that they can put in front of them and that really should start now even and it, it doesn't have to be expensive marketing because we're all being a little bit conscious of costs for obvious reasons right now but um you know, there's a there's a lot of ways to really keep that communication going between an agent and a potential guest from right now. So when that demand really does start to sort of take off, and we know it will, we can see it will, then um, you know the agents are going to be really best placed if they uh, if, if if they start that process now, really. So not not too early to talk about 2022 at all. Is that what I'm hearing? You're yes, all not shaking at all. Your... <laughs> Travel agents need to be brave um, and realise it's a it's a great opportunity to be proactive and put products in front of people. Um, there's a there's a bit of debate, and I don't know where you are on the debate, but there's a bit of debate around whether that 2022 and beyond holiday will be bucket list or will it be something closer at home just because people are, are, haven't explored closer at home. I don't know if you're seeing anything or is it a mixture of the two? Um, I will just very quickly say that we're seeing a very i think it's very hard to say because we're seeing a mix like our two biggest products at the moment are australia and ex dover right. so like we are literally seeing people booking two week two three week holidays uh with a cruise out to australia or our eight night round trip um like northern europe sailings and med sailings out of dover on carnival pride so um it really depends on the customer, I think. And, and that's where agents, again, talk to, talk to customers about protection, about packaging, about atoll, about all of these things that, that give them peace of mind. Um, but yeah, real mixed bag. And people are booking both, right, Luke, as well. They're not just booking Absolutely. one. They're booking an ex-UK and a bucket list oh, really? later <laughs> in the year. So I don't know about you. I'm getting ready to book all of mine in, in one go. Yeah, I think yeah, the lakes market is going to be very interesting this year because obviously we're we're all waiting for that resumption in cruising, and we all uh, will have different protocols, but protocols in place. And I, I think people will book that far off holiday for 2022, and then they will be looking at picking themselves up a second or third cruise uh, in quarter three, quarter four of this year, and quarter one next year um, at what I'm sure will be uh, potentially aggressive pricing. Oh, we look forward. But we to hope, it. Not. No, I hope not. <laughs> Trust Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. And so, <laughs> yeah, 
we're all planning. We're all looking ahead. We can't wait. So talking of looking ahead and just very quickly, um, in terms of where you're planning to cruise next, what's what's on your list? Um, where where have you where have you thought about where have you even booked for future cruise? Let's let's go in reverse order so I don't pick on Luke every time. Uh, let's start with Jeff. Uh, where what what are you most looking forward to seeing and doing? So I, if it comes to where to go on a cruise, there is part of me that says I don't really care. I just want to get on a cruise ship uh, and go. Um, but actually, I interestingly, um, I'm I'm quite tempted to go out of the UK around some of the Scottish Isles because uh, I don't know about you guys, but we've been quite blessed to be able to travel around the world quite a bit. But do you know, what? I've never really been around Scotland, so I actually might go and take a cruise around there. Well, there we go. And then a big shout out to our Scottish listeners who have, uh, you can invite <laughs> Jeff. Jeff will be visiting you at some point this year. So that's good. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. What about you, Claire? Well, I had a big zero birthday last year. I'm one of the many who cancelled all their zero oh, birthday plans. And we should have gone um, to the Caribbean for Christmas on oh. a big family holiday. So not that I'm bitter and twisted no. and counted and kept looking at where I should have been every day over Christmas at all. I didn't do that, as you can imagine. But um, you know what? I'm with Jeff on this. I'd go anywhere in the world. Just get me back on a cruise ship. I'm happy with Celebrity Apex. I'm happy with Silhouette. You name it, I'll go. Yeah, well, I'm certainly with you there, Claire. And so it was such a shame you didn't get to have that big celebration for your big birthday. But... I'm sure you can celebrate this year and later. I'll find a way, don't you worry. I'll find a way. <laughs> uh, Luke, what about you? Where are you looking forward to? This being where it's an interesting year. So uh, the honeymoon well, is, was planned for July. It's not going to happen. So we are kind of looking further afield and further in time. So uh, we're looking at Japan in 2022. Nice. This little one. But for me, um, in terms of cruising, very excited about Carnival Celebration um, coming at the end of 2022. So I think summer holiday 2023 is the one that uh, Orlando, um, like theme parks, take the little one. He's seen that there's a roller coaster and water parks and all that sort of stuff on. And he's he's old enough now to uh, sort of impart some pester power. So uh, I will definitely be uh, looking at Celebration once that enters service. Oh, these all sound like great ways to spend a couple of weeks, by the way. It also, I also have that annoyance, and I'm sure you have the same, that uh, you get reminders on Facebook of places that you were 12 months ago or two years ago <laughs> or three years ago. And I think it was two years ago this week that I was in Florida, actually. So, um, yeah, it's the more theme park. I think that for people in travel, because it's like the amount of conferences and, yeah. uh, and international travel we do, that more often than not, it's like every week there's, some is reminding me of being somewhere other than my spare bedroom. Yeah, we're, we're very much a people industry and we can't wait to be back amongst people again very soon. But listen, thank you so much for joining our podcast. We really appreciate it. We also really appreciate the work that you do as a brand, keeping our travel agent community updated and informed and engaged. And in addition to that, we appreciate the work you do with Clear with our trade engagement working group as well. So thank you. Thank you, Luke, Claire and Jeff. Thank and you. We appreciate it very much. And from Claire, we'll be back with our next podcast in about four weeks time. Until then, stay safe and thanks for listening. <laughs>